0: Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! We got most of that. I recorded most of that conversation. Oh, great! I'll probably edit all that out up until the point where you go. we're recording, are we? Recording, are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: well, here we are, Twerk is, Team Supreme, are, episode, episode six.
2: six. Yeah. R.I.P. Tiffany. I
1: know. Oh,
0: Tiffany. We miss Tiffany. Tiffany's this episode. not joining us today.
2: Wah, wah. I guess she couldn't she, make it. To she
0: this has adult <laughs> responsibilities. We're let trying, trying her to be, be an gr- adult today, being a grown-up. Yeah, um,
1: we just watched
0: *Parasite*,
2: Parasite.
1: and uh, so
3: you know, Mitt Tiffany's not here, but we have free here today. Frank, Ryan,
1: Rob.
2: See, this is what okay. happens when Tiffany's not here I know, it throws <laughs> our mojo right, it's, like, it's like, oh like we're yeah. all, uh, The balance is in I don't the know our, our feng
1: shui Let's see how this shui.
2: goes All right <laughs> yeah. So, so Today we that, saw Parasite. That
0: was Chinese And this was a Korean movie You okay, need so, to get it, yes. oh get it together Oh my god This is Korean Who was it? Someone thought it was a Japanese movie me. Oh, was it? <laughs> you thought it was Japanese <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was Japanese
1: <laughs> I don't know Don't hold me accountable Have you
3: guys seen any other Korean movies before?
0: Yes. Oh, cool. I don't remember what it was called, but it's their version of the Towering Inferno. And I've it was heard of Excellent. Oh, the whaling the is good. It was excellent. excellent.
3: I like Korean horror movies, especially because the one that I saw was Train to Busan.
0: I want to see seen that. that. You guys like zombies, right? That? Yeah, oh, yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard yeah. that's yeah. really good. We need to see, see that one. Yeah. So,
3: Parasite was written, directed, and produced by Bong Joon-woo. Oh, he wrote it, too. Bong Joon-ho. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, so he's known for Snowpiercer, that we were talking about. Yeah. That was a fantastic um, movie. A couple of other more popular works of his are The Host and Okja. Okja oh, the actually host. Is, is You know The
2: Host? Yeah, I know The Host.
3: Yeah, so those are probably his his most I've, prolific pieces. Okja? Okja. Okja. Yeah.
1: I've heard of but never seen. Yeah, it was pretty critically acclaimed as well. It Uh, seems to do these like indie, off the beaten path kind of things that just kind of word of mouth and just grow and all of a sudden everybody, like like a huge, like Snowpiercer, just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was seeing it all over like social media. People were like, oh my God. Yeah, same here. Is this a new? I
0: pulled it up on IMDb and was reading about it. I'm like, the cast is pretty impressive, but we need to check this out. And we watched it, and I really like it.
1: Is there anything else we need to know about our director?
3: Honestly, here's the thing. And I realized this as I was doing the research about it. It's like, unless you watch Korean films... There's really nothing else of note that would mean anything. Right. Because he does have right. a, a long resume. But really, aside from this, the only other things that stand out are the host, yeah. Ocha, ja, and Snowpiercer. But to speak to his credit, he does have a very long resume, and he's been a filmmaker, a Korean film, for a substantial okay. amount of time. Right. And in fact, to segue over to cast, Kang Ho Song, who played the poor dad, who was also in Snowpiercer, right. was also in the host. Okay. Which, so he's worked with this director for three films already. Okay. He w- wanted him to be in it even before it was written. The conversation pretty much went, I'm doing a movie, I want you to be in it, it's about this. And he's like, okay. Like,
2: sure, I'm in. <laughs> it's like,
3: I'm in. And what's beautiful about that is the reason why, because he talks about it, is the reason why they've worked three times before, the relationship they created professionally because of that, they talk about how much they trust each other.
0: As an actor, if you find that director that you trust and you're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you want to work with them Mm -hmm. because they can get you into that zone creatively and help you produce your best work.
3: And at the same time, because you know how each other works, you can help each other's process. Yes, A lot of the writing also happened in collaboration with how the actor thought that the character would go in that direction. So it was very interesting to see that dynamic and the relationship that they had as artists. He's a very prolific actor in Korea. Okay.
2: It's like the Korean Bruce Willis. Kind of, I guess, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. does that make this director? I don't, I don't know what that... Tim Burton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no, if the director's Tim Burton, then that would make him Johnny Depp.
2: Oh, right? true. See? true. That would make him Johnny You're Depp. You're wrong, Frank. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean... Sacha
2: Baron Cohen. In-
1: incorrect. <laughs> uh, the
2: casting was great.
1: I mm-hmm. loved the cast. Yeah. yeah, so
2: we'll go down so, the list. Well, so,
1: poor dad, hot or not?
2: Mm. Not my tea. Me, me not neither. Not my tea. No. Only in the dark. <laughs> good good, in good the to know. Only in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> in, when he, the in, <laughs> in that basement? In yeah. that basement? Yeah. Okay. In the dark. Yeah. <laughs> when he smells his most pungent smell. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, wow. bad radish I want the Old
2: old radish <laughs> subway smell. <laughs> Boiled rags. Boiled, Boiled rags, and rags and bad
1: radish. <laughs> On the subway. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> the next main actor would be the son, Wusik Choi, uh, who played Q. He's actually, he was in Okja with this director, and he was also in Train to Busan.
2: Oh, uh, was he the main wow. guy? He was one of the main guys. Yeah.
3: yeah. So he was on the press circuit a lot as well with them, and so they talked about the whole process. And he speaks English very well, and he's also a singer.
2: Uh, Any hits we might know? <laughs> I don't know how closely you follow. I listen to you know, Korean radio every oh, day to a, work.
3: Wait, you listen to Korean radio?
1: I, I think not. he's making that up. Uh, okay. <laughs> I
0: thought he was really cute. He, he was, was a cutie. adorable. He was cute. Oh, he was completely adorable. Oh, shocker.
1: <laughs> Hold on, let me find my surprise face. What?
2: Frank? I what? mean, I know what I like. Oh, oh when, he was, not. when he was holding the rock. Oh, my God, stop
0: it. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, holding the rock. <laughs>
2: that was the part that really turned me yeah. on. <laughs>
3: So moving on to his sister, uh, yes, Ki Jung. She was played by Sodan Park. Most of her stuff has been Korean soap operas.
1: Yeah, but I thought
3: she was. So she was. Pretty. I thought she, she's
1: beautiful. I, I thought she had one of the best characters in the film. I agree. I really uh, yeah. the way that she played it and the way that she
3: did really look the most fit in with right. the rich family. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's so pretty, so pretty. Yeah. And then the mom, Hei Jin Sang. Oh. Disclaimer, I'm probably going to butcher every single one of these names because whilst I am Asian, I don't speak Korean. I'm very uh, disappointed My in you. deep apologies to my fellow Korean—well, not fellow, but, but my You're, fellow Asians, You are Koreans. representing the entire Asian community <laughs> on this podcast today. It's
0: less offensive if you mispronounce them that's than that if I do. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Just or, saying. Or me, because you have a little brown in you. Yeah, I'm white as
3: white <laughs> can be. You're <laughs> the little, only so... completely white person
2: here. Yeah.
3: She hasn't done much either. Um, oh, really?
0: Because she was yeah. really good. She's, she's very had good. Uh, well.
3: Now let me rephrase well, that. She's, she's young.
0: done
2: a few
3: films, and we're talking about the Korean mom, soap, right? Yeah, Korean soap opera. Oh, no, I was. I thought was about the daughter. Yeah. No, no, no. Because the, okay. there wasn't much to her. Oh, okay, but um, one of the movies that kept popping up when I was looking at the Korean films that I was, was Mother that she was in. It's one of the ones that she's known for. So you know, I don't think it's the same Mother that, that
0: yeah. she was. in. Mean, uh, I wouldn't remember. It. I've successfully repressed that movie. <laughs>
3: But I thought she was, especially after she got the job as the housekeeper, she was actually pretty.
0: Yeah. I mean, she cut her hair and they was did style a, different. They definitely so, yeah.
1: did a good job of making All their two up. lives very distinctly different.
0: Right, right.
1: Especially yeah. like
3: once they're in that world, there's a different look. Yeah. She's a very pretty lady. So uh, then moving on to the Park family, which is the rich family. Right. Sun Kyung Lee, the father, he really didn't have anything that wasn't a Korean soap opera. Okay. I think he, he was very good. handsome. Very yes. ha- He very, was very, very
1: traditionally handsome. Which you
3: kind of expect for this kind of role. Mm-hmm. You know, it plays a very successful CEO of a company. Well,
1: both he and the rich the mom. Mother. Uh, the mother is uh,
3: Ye Jung Jo. She was very striking. Like her look was. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Which suited the husband. But even as hot as they both were, that whole love scene was just really awkward. Awkward. (laughs) Which we'll come back to in a We'll get there. And the next two, they're underage, so we're not going to hot or not them. No. Ji So Jung playing Daihe, the rich daughter. Right. She had the look of an ingenue. Like she really did have the look of the character that she was playing. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, Hyun Jung Jun, probably the most prolific person in this family who had barely any lines, playing Da Song, the son. This is actually his first acting gig. Oh. Wow. He literally oh. has no other credits.
1: Well, I mean, all they had to do was just run around playing, a kid running around <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs> or, so
0: Or scribbling with crayons.
3: Yeah. O-ba.
1: Oba. 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 And
3: finally, just the housekeeper, uh, Jung
1: Yun Lee. Oh, yeah, they were the, uh, the first housekeeper. She was yeah. in Okja. Okay, uh, so
3: she's worked with this director before as okay. well, but you know, there's. we'll we'll go into why she's a so really like, important character.
1: So this director is very much a uh, a Ryan Murphy, a Ryan Murphy. That's pretty exactly much. what I was going to
0: say. And you know what? It's well, t- Ryan Murphy, a, a Tim Burton. Like you find talent yeah. that you why like yeah. can you work with, and you want to work with them again and again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Scorsese does Scorsese, it with DiCaprio, De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. So those
3: are the actors. That's I figured our, that part would be okay.
2: pretty fast since there's not much work that we would know.
1: <laughs> what about the guy that was peeing on? Everything in the alley, hot or not?
0: Oh, he needs an Oscar nom. Was it the same guy both times? Or yeah, yeah. The same guy oh. both yeah.
3: times. Incidentally, when I commented on how uh, Wu Sik Choi played Ki Woo, the son, he's also the one that sung the opening song. Uh, really? the, no. No, sorry, the first song of the closing credits, and was written by the
0: director.
2: All I'll right, multi-talented. Yeah. It was a beautiful
0: song. It was a pretty good song. So. I'm going to start off by saying I had a completely different idea. Good. I made assumptions, which was my bad, but based on the name and then the movie poster with like the black lines over their faces, mm-hmm. I was expecting a horror film. Same. I was uh-huh. expecting and, it to be a lot darker. Yes. And then all of a sudden it turns into this family of con artists. <laughs> I mean, like, it was dark, that's but it was where the parasite comes from it was a it definitely was a dark comedy, sure.
1: and mm-hmm. I was expecting a thriller
3: horror
0: a,
1: like thriller suspense almost in the horror direction, like I kept waiting for it to make that yeah. that turn, and it never did, mm-hmm. which actually did surprise me because I thought yeah. it was gonna be one thing and it was something completely different, which I still enjoyed what it right. was. I thought oh it was a great movie, but yeah, it was definitely not what i expected from the marketing and from what people were saying about it
0: yeah it definitely followed from what my experience the couple of korean films i've seen and what i've read about them it followed the quote-unquote pattern Mm. where no matter how serious the topic there is one comic relief character in the movie and the couple that i've seen like their version of the towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. It's a suspense movie, you know, the cast in danger mm-hmm. movie. And then you have the clown. There's a and clown that, in it? Not a physical clown, oh, but oh. like he, it's the actor the, and, the, the and his relief. role, his comic relief, and he's very silly and... <laughs> Same. To me, to me, it's... Oh, it's so, so, so it's right. <laughs> it's the yeah, Frank. <laughs> it's, it's Frank. It's the Frank of the Korean... It's Frank. Yep. So I don't think there was... A specific clown in this one, but I think there was... it was the husband in the basement was the comic comic relief, especially when she's retelling the story of the trauma from the birthday party and his face popping up from the stairs from the basement. Mm -hmm. I know it was supposed to be kind of suspenseful, but he also did it in a very comedic way with, with with the bulging eyes and... You're talking about the husband of the housekeeper, yeah? Yeah, the oh, guy that was in the basement. No, I no, no, the guy that was in the basement. Got it, in the bunker, sorry. but like, just his whole performance gave off like it was almost a caricature, True. a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I out of all of them, he was intended to be, but I definitely think yeah, there was he, it, it, there was more humor, in my opinion, from the daughter, the, right? Was, and the father and the father, but like the daughter was much more. I loved how she portrayed the, that character, how daughter, she delivered this, like, sarcasm, mm-hmm. but, like, completely cloaked in utter seriousness mm-hmm. and just, yeah, I, I don't know. But, but that's the,
3: a different kind of humor. Yeah, the I daughter. I mean, oh, the yeah. daughter She's, yeah. She
1: wasn't intended to be, like, the comedian of the, like, Right. The, no, the, the, the daughter silly and the dad
0: were, but were, like, the dark humor. The dark yeah. and dry the, humor, yeah. And Basement Husband. Was more slap, was, was slapstick. With a slapstick and, yeah. humor. Yeah.
3: That's interesting. I didn't know that that is a common theme in Korean films. Yeah, there's, always
0: from what I've read, no matter the subject matter, Mm. there was always that one character that is intended to kind of break it up a little bit. Interesting.
3: Um, I did appreciate the way that they handled the dark humor, especially. And talking about, you know, the daughter, I liked how she was able to, like, she looked like she fit in that environment, but then she also still looked like she fit in in the rich environment. Like, you could tell that she was raised this way. But what I liked about that, and doing my research, it wasn't an accident. The fact that out of the four, she was the easiest to believe in the transition from rich and inv- poor environment right. to rich environment. And in fact, there are a lot of clues in the film to really <sighs> indicate how she stands out from the rest of the family. For example, when they're fumigating yeah. the neighborhood and the father tells them to leave the windows open yeah, so they can get she, free. Well, she was the one that was like, close the, the window. That yeah. was, was like, no, no, no. And the rest of the family just kind of went with it, you know, because, oh, well, this is our
0: lot. Of all of them, she seemed to have the more stable head on her shoulders. Right, exactly. Her brother was kind of like the lovesick puppy... Right, the dad—he was like the clueless dad that you see in American sitcoms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The mom almost was a little bit clueless herself. Yeah, like kind of the the set upon like these are our circumstances kind of, I'm tired of it, but... And it's like
3: everybody else is like, But she's the
0: one that kind of had the sensible head on her shoulders, and the brother kind of came up with the plan, but she took command of it.
3: Yeah. So looking at each of the characters, you can kind of see the role that they played. So the son was the dreamer. The daughter was the realist, the executor. Yeah. The father, he was the the cleanup, I guess you could say. Like, he was the one that helped tie up, all some of the loose edges. Yeah. And kind of dealt with the stuff as they went along. Because opposite to the son who makes the plans, the father makes no plans. Yeah. And then the mother was just kind of like, kept everybody together. Right. Uh, You'll also notice how, so we're jumping around a bit, but in the rainstorm, when they escape from the house and they have to go back to their own, and the mother is the only one that still stays behind, they're kind of like, "What the hell do we do?" Like, yeah. you know, right? They, know.
1: they suddenly become a little lost and
3: yeah. So, talking about uh, a lot of the device, because I brought up the rain, the director Bong Joon Ho. I, I don't know if I should refer him as Jung Jung Jun Ho, or because Bong is his last
0: name, so Jun Ho. Um, yeah, he, the last name always comes first.
1: Yeah. Don't explain Asian things to the Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then he should
0: kind of know this. Why do I know it?
3: Um, he's one of those people, because I mentioned to you about symbolism and you were looking for symbolism in the film. This director is more in your face with his symbolism. Like, his symbolism underscores the point. It's not a metaphor and it's not Yeah, it, and it's, I, I would to.
1: consider it less... It's not so much symbolism as just... Indicators of. Yes, or like he's blatantly telling you very specific yes. details for his story, but they're not cloaked in any kind of metaphor. Or they're mystery not clo- or yeah. allegory. It's, it's not really symbolism per se. It's him taking important details and facts and parts of life in general mm-hmm. and painting a picture and making a statement.
0: I liked how he, they're in the house, the family comes home from their camping trip and they're on the verge of getting caught and losing everything and they go home to find out they've lost everything
2: mhm yeah like yeah
0: they were walking that really fine line this whole time of getting caught and losing everything and then that storm hits and they actually physically lose their home yeah well when their home gets completely flooded out yeah, right. yeah. like it was a really like, they they are struggling to hold on to this facade mm-hmm. with the Park family, mm-hmm. not realizing what's happening, happening in at home in, in their
3: reality. So, what other things kind of stood out for you in terms of the symbolism that was the in-your-face symbolism?
1: That's a good question.
3: I want to see what um, you saw before I go into what the director...
1: He had a very clear point of view in telling the story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, class um, inequality was a big part of it. Right. Um, oh, yeah. The
0: class inequality was... It was almost a stereotype, like the rich kind of ditzy mom Mm -hmm. and the very serious business-minded dad dad versus the lower-income family who kind of dreams of getting out and making a better situation for themselves.
3: And a much stronger family bond. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Clearly. Clearly. But I think that's another—maybe consider that another statement that he was kind of making is that when— You go through really trying times and tough Mm -hmm. circumstances. The people that are there with you through those times Mm -hmm. tend to be the people that you bond with the most because when you struggle together, it brings people together because especially when you persevere and you're able to find your way out, you've gone through that with – whoever it is, whether it's family, friends, significant other, whatever. And when you don't have that adversity, Mm -hmm. people who are very wealthy, like the family that was in this movie, didn't have the same kind. I'm I'm sure they have bad days, but they don't have the same kind of adversity they have to face, which doesn't really incentivize them as a family to come together. Mm -hmm. You know, we had business dad, kind of naive mom, and then kid who has no discipline Mm -hmm. and daughter who doesn't care. Right. It's a very normal family for people who don't have to go th- through much adversity.
0: But what you said about adversity, it was really evident with the Kims losing everything in the flood. And the parks version, the wife's I guess idea of adversity is the camping trip got rained out and but all the all the pollution is gone and the mm-hmm. rain was so helpful. Yeah. But he's like, no, it's not. We just lost our life, our belongings. Yeah. So the disparity there was very evident.
3: Yeah, that's actually a but, huge that's a but huge. But what you were
0: saying about the family bond, mm-hmm. the Kims had that strong family bond because they're pretty much all they have in this world. Right. The parks had a very different dynamic, like Ryan was saying. Mm-hmm. But between the parents, you could tell, like, the dynamic was different because they each were kind of keeping little secrets from one another. Right. And it wasn't any more evident, at least in my opinion, than their sex scene. Yeah, which was yeah. very. It was very cold. Yeah, and, and cold <clears throat> over the clothes. Over the clothes. It, yeah, it, and it and except for when dressed. he kind of went in for a little bit. Well, he went in a little bit, and she went in for her a little breast. bit. But, yeah, right. But that was bit. it. Yeah. Was loveless, mechanical. It was mechanical. Yeah. yeah, he wanted the fantasy of the cheap panties.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Oh, buy well, me drugs.
0: Buy me drugs. Yes, and yeah, then she and wanted then yeah. drugs. And then,
1: yeah. like, and, but th- I thought it was really creepy that they were laying there staring at the tent that their son yes. was sleeping in while they were doing it and they're both staring straight out the window clearly not connecting to each other because that's not what it's about right but it's super creepy that you're staring at where your son's sleeping
0: yeah well not it, you with know, like
1: whole, we both need just, to watch just in case he pops out and we can react like i know they kind of tried to there was that like acknowledgement of what if he comes out oh he might see us well i'll just pull my hand away but you could tell that they weren't really watching for him. It was almost like diverting their eyes in that direction so they didn't so have, they didn't to, have look to look at, at each, each other. other. Yeah. exactly. But so then it
0: was creepy. It was because. Very, very,
1: but now you're staring at your child while you're doing that. That's weird. But
0: it was very cold. It was very disconnected. Right. It was almost like a random hookup. And so that's what
3: actually, interestingly enough, makes them – the same and it goes back to the question of like, okay, well, who is the parasite? So both families struggled, but the difference is the Kim family struggled together. Mm-hmm. And all the struggles that the Park families had were all individual struggles. The husband doesn't really love the wife. The wife is trying to maintain the household. From a child she doesn't know how to control and a daughter who doesn't care. And so because their struggles are all separate, that is one of the disparities between, like well, you were touching on, Ryan, about being wealthy or being and not. And the water that you picked up on, too, played a huge part in this story in terms of really underscoring the differences between the classes and not just with the flood scene, which is the most obvious, but... The rain. And with the rain, that's exactly the point. So when they're looking at the storm through their beautiful, huge windows, like these theatrically large windows to their backyard... Well, the entire and side of the house. The whole wall Admiring how gorgeous the rain is and touching to your point when she talks about how it cleared all the pollution and now it's beautiful... Meanwhile, what the rain means to the Park family is how are they going to survive? And then, if you look at the house, there's an abundance of bottled water. Whereas in the Park family, they're not even drinking water at home. They're, they're drinking beers. like sodas. They're drinking and beers and soda. Be- yeah. 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 So they don't even have water that they drink at home because they obviously can't drink their water out of the faucet. But what happens when the rainstorm happens is kind of where the whole story comes to a head. And the rain basically is the washing away. As the story builds and the Kim family infiltrates the Park family, the Kim family is now maintaining this facade of being well-to-do and the rain literally washed all that away and kind of, leveled everyone's sense of reality and the moment where the son is walking down the stairs and he stops and the father's like hey what's going on he's looking down at his feet and the water washing down it's basically the representation of all the facade that they've worked so hard to build and is now just being washed away and it's time to come to grips with reality
0: i don't know if it was maybe symbolism but the imagery of They're outside the park's house, Mm -hmm. and all the water is going down the alley, but it's going into the storm drain and going away. And nobody is having to face any adversity to their homes or anything. And then you get to see
3: where the storm drains lead to. And
0: the storm drains are dumping it all in the the lower-income part of town where it's rushing down the stairs. And and, it's all sewage. And it's all sewage. Mm -hmm. And, oh, God, the exploding toilet. Ew. (laughs) Where's my cup?
1: Oh, my you God. You need help. <laughs> you haven't you, said a word in, like, ten
0: minutes. You need help. <laughs> Seriously. I'm
1: well, you know what? Well, just a little
3: bit of fun facts about all that sludge water. What it actually was was clay Purchase mask. Syrup. <laughs> it's the material they use in clay mud masks.
1: Oh, to make it, what like, was, slimy and silky. It and it, so it very years. realistic. And... Yeah.
3: and That water was all clean because that entire scene, that entire uh, area, the sub-basement and the street... Those were all built on a soundstage. Sound yeah. So yeah, I they thought were, that was a soundstage. They I, were actually acting in a huge water tank with clay masks. So that's probably why their skin is all <laughs> amazing.
2: <laughs> that's why in
1: all their interviews doing press for this film, people A-glowing. are like, "Your skin is glowing." Yeah, actually, I, I got a little
0: creeped out by her sitting on the toilet, and she just like picks up her phone, and that like, was amazing. I'm like, how she <laughs> just get and off the your toilet damn is phone. Like, it's just like burning, it's, it's, it's out the like, what the
3: But here is another interesting point. You know, what does it say that the toilet is the highest point in their house? Like, that is yeah, like... they're lower than yeah. shit. They're lower than shit, you yeah. know? And that's another one of the devices that the director uses, low versus high. And to drive the point home of the difference in classes, the Kim family are consistently shot either with the camera panning down onto them. The opening scene is done that way, as is the ending scene. It starts at the window and it pans down to the sun. Or it shows them going downstairs or down the right. street or down... The- the hill. Yeah. And then conversely, the park family and everything leading up to the park family is going up. Yeah. And so when he goes to the house for the first time, he goes up that street up and it's the at the street th- and up the street. Mm-hmm. And up the steps. And even then the front gate is up the steps from the street.
0: And then the yeah. front door yeah, that's what I mean. is up yeah, the steps, steps from the, from the yeah. gate. Yeah,
3: so there's like, it's well, the house, just a constant the climb.
0: Is, the house itself, I mean, everything there is elevated. Exactly. Everything, everything is, is elevated. El- the, the yard it, The it's living room, level.
3: the stairs are up. The kitchen is a few stairs up. Yeah. And then the pantry, which is typically the helps place, is it's down. Downstairs. Exactly. Right. Now, another one of the, so the levels were a consistent device. And as I was watching it now a second time and seeing it, it's so in your face with, how he makes his compositions right. and the transitions. If you look at when the son first comes to the house for the interview and he's being shot from above at first, but then the moment he finally climbs up the stairs into the backyard, the camera angle has changed and it's now seeing him up above. The other interesting device he uses is light down in their sub-basement that they live in and that whole neighborhood is dark or we see it at yeah. night or whatever. Yeah. Right. And whereas he comes to this house and the light is so bright, the, it's practically and they blinding.
1: number of times, like, oh, the sunlight like, comes through the yard and, the, yep. and it's so beautiful and it's so warm. And yep. he definitely did a good job of creating, like, they live in a bubble. Like, yes. this perfect little bubble on top of this... Fortress, basically, Mm -hmm. because I found it very interesting. Because I'm not really familiar with what cities in Korea look like, and I found it very interesting (laughs) that, like, at street level, it's just walls. Yeah, you have no idea. You don't see. It's not you. Like your street, you don't drive into like a driveway and you see the house in the back and there's a yard. They have a yard, they have a garage, they have it all, but there's this big wall that, like, is just kind of sealing them off and, from... And covering what they
3: look like the, the street. And where the
0: Kims live is very much like inner city with mm-hmm. the tall buildings that block out the sun. Everything yep. is kind of bleak and yep. dreary. And there's, people there's, are literally
3: pissing in right. There. Yeah, there's,
0: <laughs> there's there's no color. There's nothing vibrant there. Right. The yard that the parks have is, like, that spectacular green green and lush. And even even in the house,
3: the beautiful woods, the luscious, warm colors and... and The peaches. The peach. Oh, (laughs) my God. Now I want a peach. (laughs) The house, too, it was completely built for the film.
1: I'm not surprised. Yeah. It definitely felt so oversized. It played well for the film, but I was sitting there going... I don't think they filmed this in a real house. You know, that's room for the camera. They made room for like, the camera. There's a lot of room yeah. for a crew to move yes. around and camera moves and all that kind of stuff because they don't want to have to take walls out or whatever. So, like, we'll just make the, the space but bigger.
0: It was another evidence of the income disparity is they have, right. they have so, so much, much So much room to spread out. And then the kids have the this kids tiny little shoebox. that tiny little room where they were eating. That was also that was their, their living their room. Their kitchen and their and living room yeah. and their bedroom. Like, it, yeah, they it were was just living that in tiny, a tiny little hole. hole. Yeah. Yeah, every time he turned around, he was subtly or blatantly. Blatantly. <laughs> like it, it kind of alternated.
3: Yeah, and so the other thing that he used in the film to drive that home as if he hadn't driven it home enough with all the other disparities was the use of lines. They're used meticulously, consistently, visually separating classes. So when the son first arrives at the house and to go in for the interview, There's a point where he's looking through the window at the housekeeper waking up the mother that had fallen asleep Mm -hmm. out in the backyard. And the 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 window, the separation of the window, where the panel of glasses met, Uh, the panel of windows, and you'll notice both the housekeeper and the son are on one side, yes, and the mother's on the other. And even when she tries to clap her hands to wake him up. She like approaches it like she doesn't want to cross and the line. She like, yeah. Well he kept
1: referencing and then, that about not crossing the line. And that was another line. one. Yeah. He, and then
3: so the father mm. keeps mentioning crossing the line, crossing the line, crossing the line. So you hear it audibly right. and then you see it visually. Uh, another example, it's all through the interview. This is where it was most prevalent, was all through the interview. When they're going up the stairs, there's that pillar right in the middle. So mm-hmm. you see her going up the stairs before the pillar and he's coming up the stairs behind her, separated by the pillar. Yeah. When he first sits down in the kitchen at the table to speak with her, the two lines of the handles of the refrigerator are separating him and her oh, wow, in that, that scene. That wow. I didn't catch that. Yeah. And then when the camera is on the other side facing towards the living room, the line of the wall where the stairs are mm-hmm. separates him and her. So... That was where they're most prevalent.
0: The disparity, though, seems very, very well thought out. Yes. Mm -hmm. He probably worked very hand-in-hand with the set designer. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm sure. To
0: make sure that, like, the lines were evident. And with the cinematographer, like, in my head, I now see, like, the three of them working as a trifecta to set up building the set and getting the input from the cinematographer on where they could get the well, best that's the thing, the shots cinem- yeah. for keeping the right. line
3: theme going. Right. So it's a device that he just used all the way through, and he actually uses it towards the end when they're all there for the birthday party. And it's after he's kind of had that revelation of like, we're never going to be these people. Because that was kind of like the message. It was like, It's very difficult to class up, basically, to leave where you're at. And so when he asks the daughter the question, do I fit in here? You see him looking out the window and there's his reflection and the line in the pane of glass separating the reflection is the image that he wishes he could be or thought he could be, but then the reality is him of the side of the line that he's on. So he used that as a device to really kind of make that point and take it home.
0: He definitely drove home the theme of disparity and the dream of the lower income to... Make a better life for themselves, and like you said, class up. Yeah. So you said that there are very
3: parasitic aspects of it. So let me ask a question: Who do you think were the parasites?
1: Well, I think the statement was:
0: I think all they of them. all yeah. were yeah, exactly in all some of them. way,
1: shape, or form. Like every single person in the film, in some way, shape, or form, was dependent. using he and depe- using, yeah. dependent on and utilizing for their own personal gain. Everyone, it, including else. including
0: the old housekeeper and her husband in the basement, right? right? Clearly, like, she. Yeah, they were probably the most obvious yes. reference, but like Ryan just said, everybody was leashing off somebody, somebody else. Exactly. The moment where both fathers are hiding behind the bushes
3: dressed as Indians for part of this charade and the fact that he drives the point home that... um we're paying you extra to be here. Yeah. So you're doing this for me because I'm paying you for oh, it. Oh, yeah. He, right. He, and remember. I
1: love the way he delivered that too, where it was like dripping with disdain. Kind like, of like I'm, remember I'm, your place. Remember your place, but also delivering it in a, in a tone that was just like, this is all for fun.
0: I'm paying you, exactly. but just have
1: fun with exactly. it. We're having a grand time at our party. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he—he he definitely swell party, he, isn't it? <laughs> an old-fashioned term. He definitely was looking down his nose, sure, at yes. Kim, yeah, telling him like, "I'm paying like, and you know, what? Like he's, you're doing this. We're that, having.
1: You're gonna have fun right now. <laughs> Because I'm paying you. Because Because I'm I'm paying paying you. you. And he talks about,
3: when he talks about Kim, and he says, you know, just when you think he's about to cross the line, he doesn't cross it, which I really love. You get that moment, especially with the pause before he even begins to speak, and he's sizing him up, and then about to deliver what he's about to say. is like, you're now at that line. I will remind you of your place. Right. And then we're going to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they talk about the smell as well. Yeah. Starting with the sun. He was the first one to notice that. Well, the that. son,
1: like, yeah, he smelled them. It was like, they smell the same. And it's yeah. the same as my tutor.
3: And at first they try to detract you by saying we all need to use different soaps and Yeah, and they're like, detergents. okay, so we
1: all need to use different soap and blah, 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 and we should, all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, but it's also just, where the we smell live. of this place. But you
3: notice it's the daughter. She was the only one mm. that said, no, that's not it. Right. That's yeah, not you know. the problem.
0: It, the symbolism there, I mean, it's kind of crass, but it's the stink of poverty. Sure. That, yeah. No, even exactly if you, Even that. if you do class up, if you come from, from lower roots, the stink of poverty is something you can't ever get off of you.
3: And that's why I feel like. Figuratively and, and literally. literally. Yeah. And, and I think that's also the reason why the daughter looked most comfortable because like, right. she had a sense of what that reality is and what it would take to be that person she was of all of them the one who was most self-aware of what their class was right and, what and that then meant. interestingly yeah.
1: enough spoiler alert for people who, well, if, if you didn't see the movie <laughs> um you shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway but interestingly enough the yep. only one who seemed to really like keep her shit together yes. all the time yes is the one that dies.
0: Is the one that dies, exactly.
1: And then the rest of them are like, well, fuck.
0: Yeah. But what am I going to do? Yeah, the son was kind of timid mm-hmm. with his interview, even though he had the brilliant forgery and stuff from his sister. She took command of his interview right then and there by providing him the documents.
3: Like, well, I mean, they came to her for that because she they came, know, they came to her,
0: yeah. but even during the interview... Her presence is felt. The dad, you can very much tell because we've seen the dad in his reality, and now he's trying to be this other character, this other person Mm -hmm. in his interview. But she's the only one that seemed natural and in control.
3: Well, they talk about how she's also the actress in the family. Like yeah, that's how she, right. she could be the great con artist. But I think that also speaks to her understanding of what the reality is. She understands what the role she's trying to play. Mm-hmm. And because she has such a sense of the role that she's playing, she also is the only one that has the greatest grip on reality. And that's the reason why that she was the one that was most convincing and one that fit the most. So you said you wanted to touch on the acting of the rich daughter.
1: Well, no, it was more just the way that they created her character. I really was expecting this film to, like, make a hard left turn somewhere in the middle (laughs) and get real crazy and really weird. So I kept thinking, oh, well, now it's going to be this. Oh, wait, now it's going to be this. And it never (laughs) happened. Um, But one of the first things that I thought was kind of weird that I was expecting it to have more weight in the story was the fact that the friend that was doing the tutoring... Min. Min, yeah. yeah. When Min originally was doing the tutoring and then he told... um Q. Yeah, him. Ki-woo. I'm not going to try and pronounce any names. <laughs> but when he tells him about, oh, well, she needs a tutor and blah, 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 and he's like, yeah, but... I'm in love with her, and I'm gonna well, not in love with her, but like I totally have a thing for her, and I'm gonna ask her out as once soon she's she gets old to university. When, yeah, yeah, as soon as she's old enough, and then immediately when he gets the job, he starts having that interaction, and it made me wonder. Okay, so is there some weird like mind control thing that's gonna start happening because the daughter <laughs> has has this weird like power over men and blah blah blah, and is there gonna be some sort of weird thing with that? That never materialized. However, there was a point to that.
0: I think it was more she was young and naive and she saw Min and Kiwu. There's a draw to them because in her eyes, they're more worldly. Right, and right. Her, high school girl her, and her dad, into the college like, guy, and, yeah. and if you want to get psychological, her dad is a little bit cold and detached. Right. Whereas here's someone who's older in an authority role. Showing her attention and right, affection. Right. And the
3: fantasy of being and with the, someone and, older. Yeah, and the fantasy. And,
0: yeah. Well, that's. But a I thing. found it
1: interesting that then he later Seven. on said the exact same thing. Where right. And I was like, oh, so that's an interesting correlation. Because it was right. almost like, that, that's what made me think. Like, Well, she just had this other guy wrapped around her finger right. and now switches tutors. And immediately now the new tutor is now wrapped well, around her finger. Well,
0: that's where she becomes... The parasite because she's right. going from host to host trying to find right. a way out of the life that she has there. Right.
3: It's her rebelling. Right. But to that point, to really give you a whole different level behind that, I talked about the moment where he's standing there watching all the water wash down his feet. And so it's like washing away the facade. Right. The facade he was trying to build from the very, very beginning is he was trying to be men. Which is most brought home by that moment where they go down the stairs and they're like, what do we do? What's the plan? And he's all, I keep thinking, what would men do? Right. And then again, the daughter who is most grounded in reality is... Men wouldn't be in this situation because men, he's of men's that class, better than us. Yeah. Men is men wouldn't be in this situation. It was just kind of driving that point home to where he spent this whole time trying to be men, which is why that statement right is, and was now that puts home.
1: that in a little bit of when, when I'm thinking from that vantage point, that yeah. definitely puts him repeating what men said to him. It almost wasn't him saying that he was. Genuinely feeling that way, it was like this is what this is what I'm supposed to say in this moment. If I'm going to become him, then I this is what I would do. This is what I would say
3: because that whole time he was trying to, and really that actually
1: completely puts that into much more perspective. perspective. And there's
3: people who say that you know we watch the film and people think it's a film about the family. But, really, it's a film about Kiwu, yeah, 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 because the crux of everything begins when Min visits Kiwu, right. And he gives him the the rock, the, the big rock. stone. Right. It's known as a scholar's rock. Right. So a little point about the scholar's rock, it's not a traditional gift in Korean culture, especially when it's from one family to another. It's typically only collected. So you know, Min talked about the grandfather collecting scholar stones like for ages and ages all around the house. So it's generally an old practice carrying old superstitions. So you know how he said that it's said to bring Wealth to the family. That's kind of like where, in terms of symbolism, that's where it kind of all kicks off because everything right. happens after that meeting with Min. Right. And even actually, as a side note, when they go out for drinks for Soju, when they grab Soju from the liquor store and they're sitting out there, mm-hmm. when they're standing there where Min's waiting for Kiwu and Kiwu comes out of the store, he's on the side where the street is lit and is going up,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then the side, the, and the line of that street separates him from Kivu when he comes out of the liquor store where it's the low road. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of, again, going back to the imagery about the class. But when they're talking, there was actually a sound device, and I know you had to have picked up on that, right at the moment when he asks him to tutor. And then he's like, oh, so do I have to act like I'm a college student? There's two things that happen on a sound level there's a truck that drives by right behind him. Mm -hmm. And that actually was timed on purpose to kind of say this is where the story begins. And then at that moment, music starts. Because up until that point, there's no music in the
1: film. I did notice he was very deliberate with Mm -hmm. his use of music. Yes. Or lack thereof. And the choices Um,
3: of songs, too, were also very deliberate. Yeah. That's kind of where you can see one of the most obvious points where the truck drives by when the question's asked and then it feels very... Uh, Ominous
1: Right I wanted to ask Because I found it interesting The interjection of random English Mm. Throughout the film And I'm (laughs) dead Okay
0: You you said that (laughs) I'm dead I thought it it was It was like Korean Spanglish
1: Well that's what I wanted to ask Is that kind of like There are just times when they just throw in like an. Is that like normal in Korea for them to just randomly speak one sentence? Have you ever listened to K-pop? No. Well, I mean, I've heard some K-pop, and I know there is a mixture of.
3: Maybe
0: we need to go to Seoul and find out
3: the use of English and like it's. I have to guess because I don't know with any authority because I've never been to Korea, but I you know.
1: But you're Asian, but you're, I'm Asian, you're the and I authority have a lot of in the Korean room right friends.
3: Now. But uh, yeah, the use of English phrases apparently is just uh, it's the way that they speak.
1: And I think. So it's almost like a slang. Yeah, because,
3: and even in Japanese, there's a lot of Japanese words, quote unquote, that are actually just the Japanese pronunciations of the English words. Right, okay. Because they don't actually have a translation. So, like, there's no translation for Disneyland, but the Japanese word for Disneyland is disunirandu. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what the phonetic sound right. of it is. And there's so many Japanese words, like Starbucks is stabaksu. I think it's similar in Korea. Because even when you're listening to them saying the Korean words of things, like simple,
1: Right. Simple sounded right. like simple. It was more about the fact that they were like it wasn't just individual words that sounded English. They would say a oh, yeah. sentence in English. Yeah. Were those sentences deliberately chosen to be English for some reason or uh, if it was just part of the way that they I speak? I believe and they just throw in a English sentence every now and again.
3: I believe colloquially uh, and you know, if anyone knows better to this, please let us know in the comments.
0: Send us an email. Um, send
3: us an email. Let us know. But from what I understand, it's a way of providing emphasis because being able to speak English already elevates you. Right. So making a point by saying the two or three words at the end of your sentence of what you just said in Korean right. in English is an emphasis. I did also find
1: out. it interesting from a filmmaking standpoint that they still subtitled all of the all English. the English words. Yeah. Just
3: to make. Sure <laughs> sure that you
1: knew what they were saying and italicized
3: yes. to show the difference yeah. between the two
2: <laughs> okay got it any other things that stood out for people no plan because if the plan doesn't go accordingly you don't have nothing to worry about no plan do. No, <laughs> no, no plan that's my life it yes, really is though don't really plan is. anything
1: and then you can never be disappointed uh, yeah I thought that was a very interesting cause the whole thing is about what's the plan what's the plan how are we doing the plan the plan the plan the plan and then they get to this point where the father's like yeah that's why I don't plan anything and yeah. then the movie ends with the son being like this is I my have, plan now I have a new plan yeah but and I think I that did helps
3: love- drive the point home that this plan never comes true
1: Right, right. Yeah. It's never mm-hmm. going to work out the way he says. And I did love the fact that as he's reading his letter that he's writing, they're showing you the visual and you're like, now we're seeing the future of what? And, but then they go back to mm-hmm. him finishing the letter and he's like, and I'm going to make this happen someday. Or, or how I'll or, see
3: you soon. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, whatever so, it was. Long. so long. The, yeah. And then the way that was said, even though it was in Korean, you felt that finality.
2: Right, where that he was whole,
3: like, it's never not, gonna, This it's is never going to happen. Yeah. This is goodbye. Yeah. 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 There's so much to unpack with this film as well because there's just so many amazing. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's
0: such a relatable subject matter.
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, the whole it's idea of being universal. Heard. It's very
0: personal and it's a very timely subject True. matter. Yeah.
3: True. Yeah, you're right.
0: And it, and it obviously transcends country and culture.
3: Yeah, and it's difficult to make your way. And I see here's the reason why so many other countries look at America as the land of opportunity. America is one of the few places where you can actually class up, where you can become new. As money. long as
1: you grab your bootstraps,
0: you're fine. Right. (laughs) Or
3: you stay on the right side of the wall. (laughs) Or the right side of the closet. Exactly, the right side of the closet. But again, crossing that line. This is why America is looked at as the land of opportunity because in many other cultures, it's hard to class up, even in first world countries like the U.K., You know, there's a very distinct class system. And in those places, it's, it's very hard to class up there as well. But I think more so indicated in Asian cultures where it's just part of the natural culture. right? And especially in Korea where the westernization of the culture And how so much of the popular culture is driven by what they're doing in the West and why there's so many, you know, plastic surgery to look more Caucasian Mm -hmm. or more Western. Actually, Caucasian is just an American word. And in Japan, too, how they're all into American culture. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that in America is one of the places where you can actually class out. Right.
1: Well, I think the big difference is, and to your point, the, the U.S. is one of the only places where, Whatever station of life you're born into, mm-hmm. that's not your identity per se in the U.S. Because you can pick up and move across the country and start a new life. Sorry, yeah. You can be born in bumblefuck Iowa and then <laughs> decide that you don't want to be stuck you know, as a low-income farmer or whatever. Like, just because you're born into a certain station of life doesn't mean you can't pick up and move to L.A. And what happened before doesn't necessarily matter. You you can make a new life for yourself in another place in our country. Whereas the general impression that I get from different movies and from pop culture and things is that, especially in most Asian countries, like if you're born into a poor family, Mm -hmm. that's That's your lot in life. That is your lot in life. There Mm -hmm. is no it's not even just classing up. There is no separating yourself from that.
3: Yeah, even if you try, right? Because that conversation that the father and the son have in the gym after the flood. Where he's like, all these people didn't plan, didn't decide, hey, you know, let's all spend the night in the gym. Right. And here we all are. Because when you're poor, you don't have the luxury of planning. You have to fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Whereas when you have money, you can. So even if they try to pretend that they're in that life or, you know... And here's the other interesting factor about it. It's not like they were getting something for nothing. Right. Yes, they conned their way into their lives... But, but then they, they were doing, doing jobs. They yeah. were having to work. They, they were doing actual they jobs. They conned their
1: way into employment. Employment, right? Even though it was as servants for a rich family, right. they're still they they're were still, they're still providing still a service. Yeah. yeah, and they're still doing those jobs. They didn't con into those jobs and then find out ways to not do
3: the work. Right. So it becomes a bit more of a symbiotic relationship between the parasites, which also puts the question as to which is the real parasite. Right. Because there are many animals in nature that they're parasitic but they actually provide a service for the animal they're being a parasite right, of. Right. So it's this exactly the same situation here. You know, and this director is amazing at driving that point home on so many different levels. Right. But I think the most impactful was talking about that smell. And you can't put your finger on it and you can't really describe it. But that's also the reason why you can never really get rid of it. Yeah. Because it's just... It's not
0: something you can identify and correct.
3: Right. You can no matter how, well, what soaps or what deodorants or... And yeah.
0: when they were hiding under the table and Park oh, yeah. is describing oh to my, his wife. Oh my God, wow. that scene and, was and so... And Kim is starting to like smell. sniff at his yeah. clothes. Like And then
1: he's like, he's got his hand over his eyes. And, yeah. Like yeah.
0: He, it's dawning on him that it's not just... Yeah, Park is describing a physical smell but I think Kim's coming to the realization that it's not just physical. Right. Because he talks about there...
3: how the smell in the subway. Yeah. Right. And rich people don't take the rich subway. Rich people don't take the subway. <laughs> right. And,
0: well, yeah, and the white woman says, she's like, I, like, I, I, I well, don't the subway, in, the in, subway ages. in ages. Right. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Because that's not something rich people do. Right. Because um, they have drivers. They have drivers, exactly, of Mercedes. Is, is, is. Yeah. But actually in Hong Kong it's the same thing. You, know, you don't really need a car. Right. You know, generally. So if you have a car and you're using your car, it's just a status symbol. Is there anything else that, before we go into fun facts, because there's a lot of fun facts. You have facts. a lot of fun facts.
1: Um, it's definitely a movie that I will see again. Maybe not in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, wanna, especially because the theatrical it. run is I definitely want
0: to own it. Mm -hmm. because I want to sit at home and watch it. This is something I I could watch again and again.
1: I would very much like to see it again, and I'm very interested in seeing some special feature stuff.
3: I did the research a little differently this time from previously. It wasn't just IMDb. I actually watched a lot of interviews on YouTube and a lot of other reviewers and a lot of other people's videos about it. It's really been the talk of all the film festivals. Uh, One of the interviews that I had seen was at the Toronto Film Festival where it also won Mm -hmm. a top prize. But this film is actually the first film from South Korea that... Has ever won the Palm d'Or, which is the, the Golden Palm. It's the top honor at the Cannes Film Festival. So it has the distinction of being the first Korean film ever to win that, which coincides with the 100th anniversary of Korean film. The very first Korean film was released in 1919. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. This also will be the official submission of South Korea for Best International Feature Film at the Academy Awards uh, in 2020.
1: He'll probably get a Best Director nod for this. He should, because it was uh,
3: amazing. This was the fourth film that the director and the Pudad worked on. And in fact, they've been working together for over 20 years on various projects. But this is the fourth film that they worked on together. And this is the third collaboration between the director and the cinematographer. A few other fun facts. There were actually several nods to Alfred Hitchcock in the film. Which were the stairs being used as a motif? Because you'll notice not just the stairs going to the upstairs, but the way that they use the stairs for the tuberculosis scene, mm-hmm. where they're coming up the stairs and there's that revelation of her coughing and the, that. Right. The, yeah. Yeah. So things like that and the use of the stairs. That's a I Hitchcock. loved the
0: imagery of the stairs when they were in the rainstorm heading home, and they had that huge oh, staircase yeah. down that huge wall, mm-hmm. where basically they're leaving. The upper world, heading back down to the yeah, hole. that whole like, like that,
1: journey home was that, just yeah. down and down. It was and down, down and down Everything and down, just, yeah, and so yeah. long and so right. difficult.
3: And, and every moment where you see them going to the house, you don't see any of that. Right, like, you, you don't see this. See. It's like a They're simple just journey. They just show up, yeah. But here, when they have to, especially with the rainwater washing away the facade yeah. and revealing reality, this is how that imagery was
0: stark, stark and, yeah. and and how very, dark
3: it all was. Yeah. Too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, voyeurism is used as characters watch scenes through windows 14 mm-hmm. times. And that's a Hitchcockian thing. And most obviously, there's an out-of-place Alfred Hitchcock collection in the rich home. The costuming was purposely sized smaller to show poverty. That's why everything was like, kind of sh- too small for them. Right, yeah. Because they couldn't afford to buy new clothes.
1: I think we briefly touched on it before, but I was just really impressed at how he was able to create two distinct Characters for the Kim family. It was their their poor personality Mm -hmm. and what they wore and how their hair was and how they presented themselves. Their demeanor, their mannerisms was so starkly different. Like you saw the mom, yes, and then the first time you see her as the maid when she finally takes Mm -hmm. over that job, it it caught me off guard. First, she was the one that caught me the most off guard because like the dad is in a suit and just being the driver or whatever, and both the son and the daughter. You know, you can. They're wearing like school we can, uniform, t- like college right. uniforms. And we can tell that they're that they are putting on their act, right? But that for some reason, when we cut cut to the mom when she's being the maid, because yeah. she probably has the most grueling, challenging sure. job, the housekeeper, um, yeah, as a housekeeper. That I, you know, there's this image that we probably all have this stereotypical image of of a housekeeper is they're a low-income person they probably don't have the nicest clothes they're not totally put together they're running around chasing children and they're making food and they're doing laundry and you know whatever Mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily think of them as being any kind of like in a Kind of upper class, kind of look, but her transformation from who she really was to this housekeeper that had this really nice hair and right. her makeup was very clean and her clothes were nice and fitted and right. they were just right. You're like, oh, but that's what the expectation is for the housekeeper of a oh, rich, rich family, family. Yeah. and she can't just roll in in her old her no, regular exactly. clothes. Exactly,
3: especially yeah. when it was a recommendation to the fictitious business, the care. Yeah, you know, and so there has to be that certain level, but that was. Even more evident to me... When they came home unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and she's dressed in her what she was hanging yeah. out with. But then the minute the family gets home, she, she serves the ramdon which Frank can explain that he actually saw like there's recipes and stuff for that ramdon dish. Oh, I would love oh yeah. To try that because um, that
1: looked really good. Really good yeah, but <laughs> she was, I was standing like, there. Is that just a, a weird version of ramen? We'll, it's we'll ramen we'll and, and udon. That. But oh, I've... that makes sense. <laughs> ramdon ramen
0: and udon. Yeah.
3: Okay. When she served it to her, and then she's standing next to her while the mother's just like going off and you're like she's put together again like she's well she did something like she kind of cleaned up her she hair put, and she, she put like,
1: on she put on put the, like a, the like outer a, thing yeah, yeah. yeah
3: and like her whole she was professional again right but yeah, but actually- she was professional.
1: Yet it's late at night. They weren't expected home, so right. they, she got herself to a point where they were like, "Oh well, you weren't expecting us. We're not going to expect you to be right. completely but put still together. Put on- together enough, right, to be presentable. We don't want to be offended by your low income appearance. appearance.
3: <laughs> yeah. um, and talking about the Ramadan, it's actually not really a real dish which is part of the reason why the mother was like how the hell do you make ramdan?
2: Because it was um, probably
1: something the old housekeeper made up.
2: Right. It's udon and ramen but they actually call it something else. It's not ramdan in Korean. They, they say a different name but yeah. I don't know what the name There's is. There's an actual name
3: for the mix of that noodles
2: but what's interesting in terms of a class
3: idea too remember she tells her to put the sirloin in the right. and she's right. cutting them up in cubes Right, but that's actually not how meat is served. It, it's you're not sliced. actually even yeah, yeah and you're it's, not it's actually sliced. And you don't actually use... Beef isn't typically used in noodle dishes. It's usually pork or chicken.
1: Which made me you know, thinking about it, it was almost like, Oh, we have this sirloin. Exactly. And just, oh, was a just top throw cut it of me. Just throw it in. We wouldn't yeah. normally make it this way. But it also made me think, well, is Ramdan the way that the rich mom knows it, the way that she is she's like, Oh, make the Ramdan for um and it was for, for the, the son. She's like, yeah. make it for the son because he loves it. It's like, well, did the old housekeeper make it for the son, and she was like, what are you making for him? She's like, it's Ramadan, and so that's how she knew of it. It's, it's not like an actual Yeah, and she's like, oh, and he dish. loves it with the steak in it. And it's like, well, it's just something that she made and he liked and whatever, and now she's just, because she's so naive and right. just doesn't understand how the world works because right. everyone does everything for her, Yeah, she just thinks that that's just a thing people make. And
3: that's the thing, is like, the fact that, first of all, that it was being made for the kid with sirloin, Right. And this was for the kid, for the youngest child in the family. Right. And then when the kid doesn't want it, the first person she thinks of to offer it is to her husband. But because he's not hungry, she almost offers it to the housekeeper, then changes her mind immediately. Like, um, oh, I'm wait, no, there's sirloin in this. Right. Which implies— And then never I don't offers want to... it to the daughter. And never offers it to the daughter. So and essentially, it would only go to the daughter had the mother— Not decided to eat it, and it couldn't go to the housekeeper because there's sirloin in it.
1: So that was like just another. We're not going to waste the sirloin. We're not going to waste the
3: sirloin on you eating it. And
1: then mother decided, well, I'll just eat it. It's fine. Like uh, (laughs) exactly, I'll 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 suffer through this. I'll suffer through this
3: amazingly delicious-looking dish. By the way, yeah. And that was one of the many things where the way she was was so flippant about everything. And like when she was doing her shopping. Yes, I
1: was just about to say, which is
3: shopping with the The driver. The shopping trip with the driver Uh. where.
0: She's just like on oh, her then. phone, and she's flipping through the store and picking and notes, just and putting just in the nope Gossiping, yeah. 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 i was like, bitch. I hate people like you in the store. <laughs> uh, and, and I also found, Get out, off I mean, your
1: goddamn phone. That was just one more time where poor dad. It was just kept driving home for him. Yeah. How much less he and his family have, and then, and then she's just walking through, literally, like you know. Bottle after bottle after bottle of
0: wine and not liquor. even looking to make and sure he's there no, or not. She's the just like the expectation is, over and just, you will be you're there. You're
1: here, and I'm putting it in a box. And yeah. then it was like but the like, cart full of stuff. And
0: she doesn't look to see what kind it is. She doesn't look to see the price. Like, I'm gonna get this yeah. one. Like I'm gonna nothing get that, one. that would be an everyday consideration of someone who has to where. Okay, can I afford this wine? Well, right. you know,
3: when you're rich, you don't. You yeah. Know, yeah, right. She just. It was but just like, the, oh,
0: okay.
1: They did even kind of reference and touch on it in the film that. You know, oh, well, our camping trip that we went on didn't work out. So now, well, we're just going to have a party. So come whenever. It's yeah. fine. Like the it's no day. big deal. It's it's impromptu and, you know, the don't worry about the dress code. Wear your sweatpants. Ha ha. ha. Yeah, cuz none of like, them will ever uh, show up in their no. sweatpants. And like and she he, said that, and and I the was son made like, the "Oh."
0: Comment, like, "This is last minute, put together and look like, cool everyone looks Everyone, so looks. Good. everyone yeah. looks so
1: good and it was like, "But that's because that's probably how they look." All the time. the time. exactly. So them just kind of popping out of the house real quick for a little impromptu birthday party for right. their friend's kid is no big deal because they were probably dressed in the nicest clothes that the poor family could afford is their casual lay around is the house pajama, Yeah, is their pajamas. Um, yeah, their house uh, coats. Totally. So I think that was, I don't want to say the first time, but I really saw in that scene how the poor dad, like as she's gossiping and shopping and everything and just the look on his face, carrying the stuff like the very demeaning Well, and and trying so hard you solve in his face. Mm -hmm. I can't react negatively to this, but you are a, Bitch. like yeah. i i'm so over your bullshit right now
3: yeah. especially the moment when she smells him yeah yes. in the car and they're the driving
1: car. and she's sitting there with her feet, feet up on feet up on the back oh on my the, God. the headrest yes. next to it, basically right behind his head yes and then she starts getting weird about his smell and it's like and girl and opens the window yeah cuz she, she and she loudly is <laughs> exactly sniffing <laughs> and then window window and exactly and the look on his face is just he did such a great job of that struggle, that making can, it look so yeah. real. Like how to, as an actor, that's hard to cover up a reaction. Yeah. I mean that, you know, that, like that's like to the, that's, fight, showing that dichotomy in his mood in that moment and, and his reaction to her behavior, he is so on the verge of losing his shit. But right. you can tell he's just fighting to keep it in and fighting to keep it in because this is what they signed on for.
3: And that's actually one of the really key moments in being able to really see really good acting. Good acting is not what you can express. It's the tension that you can build by trying not to express.
1: And, and how to effectively emote complex things. Mm-hmm. and make them real, Visible make them, and y- seen. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and without not being overdo scenes. it and make things, th- I thought there was a lot of really impressive subtlety in a lot of the acting choices. Sure. The way that the Kim family carried themselves in these new roles and because it was all a con, mm-hmm. that they had none of the credentials and none of the experience that they were purporting to have and conned their way into these jobs. But then, as we said before, still, still do had the to do the job. Yeah. And they're like, well— we conned our way into these jobs because we needed the money and these are going to be well-paying jobs and yeah. whatever but we're still treated like shit and we're still mm. looked down upon right. and we did this to ourselves like they they Ultimately. really like had that subtlety of them struggling with we asked for this yeah yeah we're kind of the we're the bad guys because we're liars and we're cheats and we're cons right. but at the same time like we're doing what we have to do to survive but we're still getting shit on.
3: Yeah, and that's kind of like the director also liked being able to show that, because this is one of the things where there's no clear villain and no clear victim. Oh, no, yeah. No. There's, because everybody... There's almost
1: no antagonist protagonist exactly you don't really because everyone is a little bit of both
3: yeah and everyone is a villain and a victim they're a victim by someone else and they are a villain to someone else right because like the kim family while being victimized by in their eyes by the park family they were in effect villains for the housekeeper and her husband right who were in an even deeper basement
1: and the driver. The driver that got yeah. fired. And, like, I mean, there was... People that they stepped on to and get their part. To something that literally you just said about that they're in a deeper basement. It was almost like, you know, yes, the Kim family had to go so far and down steps after steps after yeah. steps and da-da-da-da, literally into the gutters to where they lived. They it were was still... almost worse that the housekeeper and her husband that was hiding in this bunker, yeah. it was, like, downstairs in the pantry behind a secret door and then
2: down more stairs further, yeah. and then
1: in down hallway like those really tight yes. narrow winding hallways into just this weird bunker area yeah. it was like the journey to that almost is equally if not more demeaning because they're like literally underneath the, the family
3: and they don't have natural light cuz right at, at least no, the the, the kims right. were in the sub basement there's sub-basement. The
0: symbolism there where like yeah the kims are living in that sub basement yeah where they're below street level, but they have the windows. Yes. They have a way out. Yes. Whereas the housekeeper and her husband. Or the husband. But, and the the husband, husband specifically. Had no way out. And yeah. he's trapped there. And he's there. been trapped there for years. For four years. He had no way out. And especially when the barbecue grate got... Lodged under there. Oh, yeah. Like, he and he could literally get food was trapped in there for like four was for it days, for, four days, five with days. No way that? out and no food, and yeah. no one knew he was there. And that really kind of drives it home. Like our most vulnerable, our poorest, really are invisible. No one knows they're yeah. there because that's how our society, as a Western culture, especially here in this country, that is how our society has been set up. Yeah. And as Western culture is copied throughout the world, now he's portraying this in South Korea.
3: Yeah, well, you know, poverty and the poor are always swept under the rug, so yeah. to speak, in different ways. But yeah, definitely, especially this driving this point home. The, and it's, it, I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually the terminology that was used by the director in one of the interviews with the invisibility of the lower classes. And in fact, the director actually had the idea for this film. He says he's had it in his brain since 2013 around when Snowpiercer first came out. So he's actually been, like, conceiving this film for a while.
0: There was also the class system in Snowpiercer. There was a cast system in Snowpiercer where... Where does it take place? What uh, Snowpiercer? Yeah, what country? I don't remember what country. It all takes place on a train. Oh, okay. But within, like, the closer you are to the engine... The higher your class class is. Right. And the further back they have to go in the train to see the dregs of society that they're having to drag along. Like the symbolism (laughs) there, like the end of the train is where there is the most people and they're crammed crammed in in and squalor. And the symbolism is they're being dragged along by everyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. This is
3: one of my favorite fun facts because it actually has to do with sound. In, I'm all ears. In the very beginning... Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I was trying not to. <laughs> Sorry. He's my husband. I can do it. In the very beginning, even before the film started, when they're showing the production companies or the, at the opening part, you heard the oh, gong, yeah. like the bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those actually, they're just there to test the sound coming out properly in the theaters. Did you notice that the. Because it started on the in, right and then and, it went to.
1: It was left, right, rear, right, rear, left, center. And
3: then the center, exactly. Yeah. And that literally was <laughs> just to
1: check the sound in the whole film,
3: in the whole theater. So I thought that was fun. And when I got to hear it, uh, see read that and then be there for that to, to actually hear it, like, oh, that was cool. Were there any other sound things that stood out for you?
1: Um, I did find it interesting how heavy they made all the doors sound at the oh, park house. Okay. Especially the gate that's right at their entrance. Oh, when the first opens and it first opens. Oh. And it's just this <laughs> it's massive that metal
0: plank. Like, yeah. And it this opened. massive
1: like airlock release kind of feel where the it, airlock like, release was the
0: door from the garage into the house oh, where yeah, they had yeah. them to go up the stairs. Yeah. But when the first time you see them actually in the garage to go into the house, there's that oh, sound. Because yeah. the, the door the- opens where it's like okay they're breaking into the bubble right to yeah. to go into this environment yeah. that and was actually, one of
1: the things that did the, the door sounds were very deliberately large and heavy when
0: that door opened in the beginning the first
3: time it sounded like a castle being yep. opened yeah. up like the fort see, to me
0: it sounded more like a fortress or more like a jail oh i can see that because it was the, the clang and, then, and, and then that, the like, clank. It, it was yeah. it was very much like a jail sound
1: other than that there was some very interesting mixed choices where when we have a perspective change, especially during the rain, where we're mm. inside at one point mm-hmm. and we switch to outside, but it still the sounds like in we're sound. inside. Well, yeah. but they, they made a choice. When we when our perspective changed to outside, mm-hmm. the sound didn't change to outside right away. We right. finished part of the scene inside and then oh, heard a yeah, day yeah, yeah, drop. Yeah. You're right. That, would, you're right. That, that did stand out to me at one point. Um and there were just some of those choices from a mix standpoint where mm. the sound wasn't always matching the perspective. But it um, wasn't jarring.
3: Like it you could you, no. you felt the intention of that. It, yeah, they were very intentional kept,
1: choices. Yeah. yeah.
3: And you can I mean, you know, some of the obvious choices too were where the rain sounded so different at the parkhouse versus going down to right. like, right.
0: the house. It was peaceful. It was it was a heavy rain, but it was still It, it was, was so, very
3: suburban was rain. So, yeah. It was the pitter patter of rain. Pitter patter <laughs> yeah. of rain. pitter patter of, of rain. Swirs,
0: as they're making their journey home, it was getting ish. worse and worse and Pitter-er. louder. The and water and sounds louder. were louder and right. heavier. Right. Well, and that was you're also
1: getting all the runoff right. was building yeah. up, and then all that water is dumping into you know knee deep water. Right. So you have the rush of the water coming down the steps, and then you have the crash into the water that's collecting at yeah. the bottom, and then the rain falling onto the water.
3: That's right. Awesome. right. Yeah. And talking about the camera angles too, where I I was Saying most of them were like from you know, anything that was poor was uh, looking down upon or, or right. panning down to when you get to that point and where it's the flood, and literally, this there is you're the directly p- over, you're top, directly top, directly above the and low. straight it's a, it's down, almost like yeah. a
0: split screen, yeah, with above the water line, below the water line, and the water slowly moves up. As like okay, their world is disappearing.
1: And then, well, and I, then that no, was a and nice transition. The, is yeah. that like your camera and you were going underwater, but then the new scene started to come up in and the it picture was
3: directly from above, and you were had yeah. a bird's eye view of the people on yeah. the
0: door or whatever it was yeah, floating on the down, door floating yeah. away. Yeah, and then and the, that poor puppy wading through the water.
3: Aww. And then the cut to the gym. It's from like the highest point of that gym, looking down yeah. at right. everybody.
1: Yeah. And then in that moment. Of all times, they get the phone call. Hey, impromptu come thing. To the party. And we you to, why don't you come to the party? But we're going to put you to work. You're going to be there. We're inviting I, we'll you to you our extra. party. I did wonder when we were going into the birthday party. I almost was expecting a <laughs> twist of that the parks had actually figured it out, which is why they were like, we want you all here. Oh, to set we're them gonna, up? We're, we're going gonna to set end. you up and some shit's about to go down. That's why when you were sitting next to me I kept saying, oh no, What, what oh, are they about no. to do? What are they going to do? Because it felt like they were all being pulled into the situation, each one separately for a different reason. Yeah. And it made me think back to Mama Park having to fire people. She's like, I'll come up with a reason. Don't worry. I'll come up with some sort of reason. Uh-huh. And then I was like, "Oh, is I'll are I'll find a quiet
0: they... way to do it." Right. Yeah.
1: And now it's like, "Oh, well, we'll find a reason. Oh, well, we want you here because." And then it was like, "Oh, the son, but, we want you here but did because." Did you notice because.
0: the 3 of them were there for work. Mom, dad, and daughter were there for work. The only one who wasn't specified that it would be a session, session was the son. Was, was the son because was, he was invited he was there, by the daughter. Yeah. He was there quote unquote as the daughter's date. Which lends to his dreamer, oh, I'm being invited to this, but then this party. Boy, that's, what but then starts, that's what starts his, his introspection.
1: And also I think there was that dichotomy of he's up there making out with her and looking down on this party knowing that his, his family. parents and his sister are working yeah. at this party, aren't guests at the party. Yeah. And probably drove home his like thought of, I don't, I don't belong, belong here. here. This is yeah. not right. But when we got to the scene, I was like, I thought some shit was about to go down and we were going to get some gnarly, nutso, like, (laughs) blood bath. I, I thought just, people were gonna get their I was brains. Bashed to be dis- in I was trying and-
3: to be discreet about it, but it's hard to look discreet when you're. Yeah, as you big need as to work I on am. that. Yeah,
1: I just didn't. Want- <laughs> I wanted to make it
3: look like first that I was just snuggling on the Frank's arm, then- yeah, no, you were hiding your face. No. We knew you were hiding your no, face. Girl. No, but
1: then it, watching the rest of the movie, I was like, "Where were you hiding your face from?"
3: Because I knew that was all going to happen, and like I said to you, it wasn't just about the fact of what was going to happen, and I know the context of how right. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable that all is. Yeah. I just I couldn't look at it. So, so that's all our. Fun, is that all our fun facts? Those
0: are all our fun facts. So right. we're good with final thoughts. I had a different idea in my head of what this was going to be, but I really, really enjoyed this movie when it finally clicked that oh, this isn't a horror movie. It's a more symbolic title than a literal title in mm. some ways. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I really enjoyed the movie and like I said, I want to own it. I want to go back and watch it again. And again, and pick up on the things Uh that we've talked about here today. And catch the things that you missed. So, what's your rating? Oh, definitely a five. Oh, nice. Definitely a five. All right. Frank? (laughs) 4.8.
2: All right. He's getting
1: the soundtrack. I didn't think you'd give it that high for some reason. I just didn't. I mean, not that I didn't. Well, I saw it
2: a second time. Yeah. Like he was excited to see it a second time. I
1: know. For some reason, I thought you were going to be like a four, maybe 4.5. Like I thought you were going to be a little lower.
2: But you're not. No, 4.8 One
3: is He's tired not. today, right. and he hasn't had enough medicine.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, um... It Do you want me to go really first, and then, and then you can yeah, dig you into can yours? Yeah, you can go ahead. I am yeah.
1: going with 4.5. Mm. I actually, at first, because of what I was expecting oh. out of the film, mm. I almost was like, oh, I'm going to give it a 4. Like, it was good, whatever. But I'm about to get up to 4.5 after our conversation, because mm-hmm. I feel like there was more to it that thinking about the film now in the context of some of the things we've talked about, mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed it for those many reasons. Yeah. And the only reason why I think I walked away with only being a four at first was because it wasn't some sort of suspenseful thriller, like almost horror, dark, whatever. Like I was thought it was going to go some to somewhere like that. Yeah. And it stayed in that whole kind of dark comedy world. Yes, tragedy at the end and somewhat poignant at the end Mm -hmm. with the father's letter to his son and the son writing back but i think if i see it again now knowing what it is i could probably enjoy it more for what it was intended to be and not so much what my expectations were right so i'm gonna say 4.5 but it possibly could even have been higher had i not had, had those so preconceived notions for whatever reason.
3: Which is interesting because when we talked about it last night, you are like, I know nothing about it. I, I didn't know, know anything very, about it. And I have no idea. But then, but what to thought, be able to come in with all these expectations of what you think yeah, it might be. Well, and
1: I think it was because I saw most of the trailers made it feel more tense. Mm-hmm. Like it starts off as kind of like a little bit of comedy and then it gets I feel like the trailers made it seem darker than sure. it was. Like, there's nefarious things going on, yeah. and people are manipulating each other. But the trailer gave it more of a dramatic feel, whereas the film is actually like a dark comedy.
3: So what's your rating? So I've talked about before about how the other movies that we really, really loved may not necessarily get a five-point rating because I didn't see it as a perfect. perfect film. Right. Because of the fact that you still got this—because there, there was a twist— no one saw the housekeeper and her husband coming. No. As you're watching no, this, whole, like right. that was so far that out was, of left yeah. field, and then that becomes the catalyst for what happens in the rest of the film. Right, and then on top of now looking at everything from a very academic standpoint, I'm able to give this an actual five. Oh wow! Because okay. there are no questions. That I felt were unanswered, and yeah. seeing how it's it, for me, this was an artist doing his art, yeah. and it wasn't in the Aronofsky way, right? Where it's I'm an artiste. God. right?
2: This is my yes. art.
1: Deal with it. This was a filmmaker
2: making
3: really a film,
1: really trying to um, Dude, using his art you, and the skills right. and the tools in the art form. Yeah, trying to to do his best with his craft. Like, really, this is, of all my experience, I really want to create something that is truly me.
3: And you really felt the work that went into that from all the players involved, uh, which is why the fact that the director has worked as a cinematographer and the actor for so many different things before. You know, you really saw this was, this is truly a piece of art. Right. Yes. I would agree. So. I would five, agree. About a five.
1: That's kind of why my rating did bump up more mm-hmm. to four point five than a four. Just in the podcast. Just in the podcast. <laughs> just because of those kind of reasons, where there was a lot more to the film yeah. than I think I was giving it credit for. Sure. Again, because of my preconceived notions of right. what I thought I was about to watch. Um, okay. Well, so I guess that's it for leave episode a six. Leave Rate, a review, comment. and subscribe. Yes.
0: Yes. Right. Share, share this with all your friends. Please do. Comment um, or leave us an email at?
1: Twerkteamcontact at gmail.com. We are on Facebook as twerk Team Supreme. We are on Twitter as twerk twerk team, twerk team, twerk Pod. team Pod, mm-hmm. And then we're on Instagram as Twerk, twerk, twerk Team Twerkteampodcast twerk twerk yeah. twerk on Instagram. So,
3: uh... Hit us up on any of our socials. If you agree, disagree with anything we have to say, did we miss anything? Yeah, We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about and how you felt about Parasite.
1: Maybe we'll do another little mini episode talking about your opinions too.
3: Yeah, and maybe in the future we could even do questions from our fans. Uh,
1: questions from the audience. It it's from the that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening everyone. Thanks for listening everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Peace.